Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. I'm really excited and really enthused today to have our guest on the show. Our guest is Jeff Semenchuk. Jeff is the Chief Innovation Officer, first ever Chief Innovation Officer at Blue Shield of California. Jeff has done some phenomenal stuff in health, the entrepreneurial focus background, leadership background. He's doing some innovative, cool stuff, but I'm not going to steal his thunder. I'm going to allow Jeff to tell his story, but Jeff, welcome to the show and thank you for carving out, carving out some time to do this. I'm excited. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks for having this conversation together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I guess, Jeff, uh, you know, take us back, teleport us back to where it all started, where you you started having a passion for health. Uh, Maybe tell us a little bit about maybe the series of events that led you to to come to where you're at today and, you know, make you into the person you are today. You bet. Uh, You know, maybe I'll start with uh, sort of the, the key event that most recently uh, has got me so passionate and focused about health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can go maybe a little backwards from there about what what prompted me to come into this space of innovation and transformation. Uh, my story specifically about health uh, comes from about three years ago when my wife Sonia was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll lead with where she is now, which is perfectly good health, great health and cancer free, which is mm. awesome. Nice. Um, but you know, for, for anyone who has experienced this, um, you know, for sure for, for Sonia who, who received this devastating news. And then, you know, for me as, as her, her partner, um, you know, it just, it, you, you know, your world just all of a sudden freezes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a million things happen that you've never had to encounter before. And, you know, we know, and I know, millions of people go through this every day. Um, you know, whether it's breast cancer, whether it's other forms of cancer, whether it's other sorts of illness. Um, and, and for, for us, for, for Sonia and for me as a partner and caregiver, uh, it, it gave us the experience of how difficult, how dysfunctional, um, our healthcare system is presently. And, you know, we were lucky. We were living in Chicago at the time. We had great insurance, uh, health plan. We, Sonia was going to great, uh, medical facility at Northwestern in Chicago. And so it wasn't that, you know, the health plan was, wasn't good. It wasn't that the doctors weren't good. It wasn't that the hospital system didn't have what they need, but Mm -hmm. navigating all of that was just horrible. Mm. Um, and, and we really experienced firsthand how fragmented the system is, um, and how it really doesn't function as an ecosystem that's around the individual person, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Sonia wasn't at the center of this. She was sort of off to the side and and moved around like a ping pong ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, as the treatment started um, and visiting all the different specialists and 
having to answer all of the same questions and fill out all the same paperwork and you ask yourself what you know there are just so many things that technology and shared data um, could could do to make this simple and so again it's not that that wasn't important information or that wasn't important those weren't important procedures but um, you know in this time of incredible need and stress and worry there are all of these things that the system is laying in um, that that just exacerbates um, the stress and the worry and confusion and then the last thing that I'll say is um, you know then you start navigating who's paying for what and when do you pay for what um, honestly, Sonia just got a bill uh, a month ago for one small procedure, lab procedure, for $49 or something mm. that was still unpaid. And we had no idea. We thought we had paid all of it. So uh, all of that to say, and you know, I, 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 I maybe go into to too much detail here, but just to bring out what I think most people um, understand is, is a pretty difficult uh, system to navigate. So... Mm -hmm. For me to to now have the opportunity to be a part of Blue Shield of California, where our mission is to create a healthcare system that is worthy of our family and friends and sustainably affordable. Mm -hmm. um, you know, these are these are more than just words to me and and now to my colleagues here. We we get it. Many of us have experienced it, and and we are taking this on. Mm -hmm. uh, a system that works for all of us. I love it. I love it. And, you know, so it's super, super really interesting and fascinating, um, you know, what you're doing today. And obviously Blue Shield sets the tone for a lot and being here in California, you know, the breadth and scope of health and, you know, keeping the human at the center, right? The patient at the center, the member at the center is super important. Your, your wife, uh, so as a testament of the, the heroics of in spite of the, the diagnosis and what she went through, uh, you know, she, she was, she went above and beyond, you know, obviously uh, overcoming and with your support. So, you know, obviously at the heart of a lot of good of what people do today is, is preface in, in some sort of heroic story. And so I'm always fascinated here. Obviously our listeners always love to hear that, you know, where people's passion for health and for fixing or correcting the system came from which obviously at times of crisis, there's also um, the sense of possibilities, right? That that crisis uh, can give fruition to. And, you know, and, and I guess along those lines, uh, Jeff, what I'd love to hear a little bit is exactly what you mentioned, you know, where you're at now, what you're focused on doing, you're seeing so much in health. I guess, what has your fascination the most? What has you most passionate in health right now? Why, why do you have so much passion for this area. I just love to hear a little bit more on like what's what's captivating you most in health. There's so many different topics in health. I'd love to hear the the one thing that you're most um, you're most optimistic on and where you're where you're yeah. spending most of your thoughts at right now. Yeah. So for me what what's emerging and and we're we are really wanting to play our part and I believe starting to play our part in this is is designing if you like the healthcare system of the future, mm -hmm. um, you know, not not waiting for the future, sort of bringing the future to life today, mm -hmm. uh, and and so what that requires, and I guess what I'm most excited about, but it's super hard work, is this notion of working in partnership and collaboration, um, 
in the ecosystem of players. Um, and so what that means is um, starting to, to focus directly on members and simplifying the experience for them. Mm -hmm. um, and also for providers. And so uh, some of this, you know, might surprise you, but um, it's, it's actually taking some, some of this friction out. So in a moment, you know, we'll get to, I think, where we really get to, to health and well-being. But I think there's just some, some basic things that I'm excited about that we're doing, which is um, things like automating and, and uh, applying technology to, to processes that are now very manual and take mm -hmm. forever and add confusion. Um, so an example to that is we are starting to automate through technology our, our claims processing. Um, you know, for years and years, health plans and hospitals and, and doctors have had this sort of archaic exchange of coding and, and sending claims through. And uh, again, the member isn't clear on what they're responsible for and what the provider or the plans are going to pay. So we're, we're actually automating that um, and simplifying it. Uh, we, are, we are about to uh, launch a pilot with an external company, a startup called Uta Health. Mm -hmm. And um, this is just going to simplify for our members who go to certain providers and hospital systems starting in Sacramento mm. to make it super clear. Um, here's, here's what your plan is already paid for. Here's what you owe. Uh, and, you know, just, just to, to take that hassle out. And there's so many other areas where, uh, as we're saying, it's time to digitize healthcare. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and we've seen this in other industries, so it's our turn to follow suit. As an example, um, I had, had the pleasure of leading innovation and, and uh, forming what's now City Ventures at Citibank. And um, when we started the work there, there was no such thing as mobile banking. Mm. And people were saying, yeah, you know, people are always going to want to walk into a retail branch and talk to a teller to do transactions. Well, absolutely not. You know, how many of us now actually even go into a branch anymore? Mm -hmm. and, right. And so what what used to be sort of slow and confusing and, and, and human is is now digital and on the mobile phone. And there are so many examples of how we need to do that in healthcare. So I, I would say one of the things that I'm excited about is is bringing healthcare um, digital. Mm -hmm particularly where it's all about transactions, right? Right. The other side to that, and you know, we talked about this as being high tech, high touch, um, is to absolutely dial up um, where humans um, should be connecting more. And, and in this regard, uh, I'm really excited about what's emerging and what we're doing, um, particularly to, to, to create um, those relationships and those moments between doctors and, and our members or patients. Um, we are um, piloting new payment models with, with primary care doctors. Um, so something that's very typical for a lot of plans is we, we tend to pay, pay um, sort of fee for service. Mm -hmm. and we tend to pay in increments of 15 minutes. Like when, you know, the doctor sees one of our members, we pay for 15 minutes of time. Well, mm. uh, you know what? A lot of times you need more time than that. And doctors right. would love to have more time to understand 
um, their patients and our members more holistically and understand many other things that might be going in, into their lives that are creating, you know, let's call it symptoms. Right. Um, so, so that's an example of where, where we're really trying to create, and in, in our case, as a, as a payer, if you like, uh, really creating more time and interaction uh, for providers and, and consumers, our members. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, I, I love what you're, you're doing in the space and, you know, supporting this new, like, human-centered model, uh, member-centered model. And it's it's fascinating on the digital side, right? You know these these units, these transactions, right? It, it's it's almost like you can look at it almost like a factory, and there's this opportunity for digitization to improve the flow, reduce the waste, and um, optimize things around the person. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit on you know some of the projects and themes that we're touching upon here. Where is this going, and how how does this lead up to? Uh, the optimistic version of health that 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 you see that we're marching towards here in the future. So, Jeff, I'd love to hear a lot about your vision of health in the future. Uh, no, no dystopian versions, not like that. I, I think you would you would even mention one. But I'd love to just hear, like, see where this is all going and what you see the future of health shaping up to be. Yeah, you know what what we really see is is I'd say a couple of things. Um, one, much more of a focus on, on prevention. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's not, that's probably not even the right word, but, but, but helping people live healthy lives. Right. 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 And, you know, I think so much of our healthcare system and I, you know, I'm not the one that coined this, but, but so many people and it's true, call it the sick care system. Right. Right. So that, so that's a, for sure, a big part of what's coming and it's, and it is coming and it will come. And, and it's something that we're happy to be leading. So, um, how can we focus on helping people be well? Um, and, and the second part to that is it's more than just medical care. It's more than just clinical care. So, so a huge focus for us going forward is, um, around we've been we've been thinking and talking about it as holistic health mm-hmm. and and anthony i you know this and i i know you've commented on this before i mean there's um we, we now have evidence that maybe 20 percent of of someone's health and well-being um is affected by sort of medical clinic clinical care right the other 80 percent is really more around what you know, many of us talk about is the social determinants of health, um, things that that have to do with where we live and where we work, and um, and how we live our lives, and 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 what we eat, and and increasingly too, um, our emotional well-being, our mental well-being, and and so these are areas that um, we know now represent the future of health and well-being. That we have to look at the whole person. Um, which again is is back to this putting putting the human at the center, being human centered in our design and our innovation. Um, so that's I, I really think. And then you know we, you've talked about it and we've mentioned it. Sort of a so so a focus on on wellness and and being well mm-hmm. that through much more of a holistic health approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from a from a taking the the. The friction out, and and by the way, also taking the cost out, digitizing 
um, transactions uh-huh. um, that now tend to be costly and slow and, and sort of manual. Right, right. I love it. Yeah, no, Jeff, it's, it's a thank you for that. The, the digitization side, hard to do, but it's easy to identify, right? It's, it's almost like, you know, you got some solutions, you're going to piece them together, you're going to implement them. The harder thing, and this is the hard thing about hard things, right? It's the behavior change element um, that, that a lot of us are talking about on the social determinants of health side, like getting people to focus, getting members to focus on their well-being, prevention, the basics, getting back to the basics, like going outside, getting sun, walking, moving a lot, eating yeah. little veggies and fruits, meditating, like stop the monkey mind. All of that important stuff that somehow along the way, especially what's weird over the past 30 years we've gotten away from, Full disclosure, that's my opinion, right? But, no, um, but, but you know, you're probably like me. You go to a Thanksgiving and you probably have, or you visit some friends and family and you have that one person that's just constantly struggling, just like probably you and I. I mean, I have my own struggles in health and habits that I need to always focus and overcome. And you want to just tell them, like, no, you need to just calm down, eat, stop eating carbs, stop eating sugar, stop, you know, move. And, and you want to optimize around that one person. And I'm sure you help friends and family change and turn that corner. But if that's the solution, if getting back to the basics of really good calm mind, body, spirit connection, how do you how do you do that at scale? How do you change behaviors? How do, how should we be looking at that? Or what are even the questions we should be asking on how we can set up frameworks and how we change people's mindsets to get back to the the basics of being human in, in these dimensions. And I'm more that I know that's just more like I'm kind of rambling here, but I'm trying yeah. to just see up the, the 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 scenario that, you know, the di- what's the difference that makes a difference to helping populations, population as a whole make this critical behavior change that's needed. Yeah, it's, you know, and I mean you're right and there's no there's no one um, solution. I think it it comes back to we're all individuals and so, you know, increasingly health and well-being, we really do have to think about as being very personal, mm-hmm. you know, an N of one. Um, mm-hmm. What that also suggests is, you know, different, different people will come to that differently. You know, the family member that refuses at Thanksgiving to stop eating or, you know, to, to, to take care of themselves, um, you know, it may, it may not be that a, that a a medical doctor can reach them. Um, it might be a family member. It might be somebody in their community. Um, a big focus in our current pilots um, as a part of this holistic health is, is to really be engaging in local communities. Um, who are the people uh, that, are, that are influencing others? Who, who could, you know, I think, I think we know, you, you mentioned, we, you know, we've known for centuries certainly over decades, um, sort of some of these fundamental things about sort of nutrition and taking care of ourselves. And we also know that people are influenced by the people that are immediately around them. Um, so we're, we're starting to think about how to equip family members. Mm. Um, we, we we're recently, I mean, it's not, it's not a, a terribly new idea, but we're, we're, piloting a new role called the healthcare navigator. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're, you know, these, these are, these are coaches, these are friends, these are non-medical people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're starting where, where these are starting for us is we have several clinics, um, in, 
and uh, the Antelope Valley in, in Eastern LA, uh, where we, we have a, a, a wonderful community of um, members on, um, on Medi-Cal, Medicare, it's a our blue, blue uh, shield promise plan. And um, these navigators are, are for part of the time actually spending some time in these clinics and um, engaging with members who may come in you know, around, um, you know, some, some flare-ups or some conditions, and then just starting to spend some time with them and saying, you know, there's some other things we'd love to do for you. Um, there's a story of a, of a member um, who actually, to your, you know, to one of your examples about nutrition, um, couldn't afford uh, healthier nutrition, healthier meal options. So this navigator actually... Um, found a service that would now start delivering healthy, fresh um, food to, to his house every day. So um, I, I think it's just going to be a variety of things that, that we need to try that connect to individuals because I think we're all going to, you know, everyone's going to be a little bit motivated differently for, for, to your point, to start changing behavior. And, you know, what, what incensed me may not right. Or motivates me might not motivate you. So, right, uh, part of the answer. Yeah, no, it's all about the person, right? It's like that centricity and, and having an empathy and services model that that caters to that person. I love the, I, I absolutely love the the advocate or the the care navigator uh, role, right? Like people just need support and like these like little nudges. And there's nothing more important than support. Uh, to do so in navigation, you know, it's it's a great bridge and it's absolutely worth the work, the effort, the the, the cost. But um, it it does that, that that that's very fascinating. That opens up a lot of possibilities. I think. Um, um, let me ask you um, about so so Jeff, you've been in health for a while. You're very you've been focusing on, on innovation in health for a while. You're doing you've done some great things. You're doing great things now. You're paving the way for the future. I can imagine you probably have your own like own health regimens that keep your own engine going, or things for your own personal well-being that you you uh, you find joy in doing, or that keep you healthy. Uh, what's one or two things you do on a routine basis, whether it's like daily, morning-wise, or weekly, that keeps your engine going? Yeah. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'm going to be real with you, Anthony. <laughs> um, I'll tell you one thing that I'm failing miserably at, mm -hmm. um, and then I'll tell you two things that I'm 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 maintaining and that are helping me a lot. So um, up until three months ago, I would tell you I was a person that nearly every day worked out. Mm. So so you know I'd say about a half hour of fitness, treadmill, you know elliptical. A little bit of weights were part of my routine. Um, I, I, it happened to be because I, I moved to California uh, about 10 months ago. I was living in a temporary apartment that had a great um, fitness center. Mm -hmm. And recently my wife and I moved into a new home uh, where we don't have workout equipment. And I just haven't resumed a good routine of daily fitness, even though our building has a great fitness center. Right. So, it, you know, for me, it's been a good example of sometimes when, when things change in our lives, it throws us off sort of our routines and healthy habits. Right. 
So, so that's one that if you had interviewed me three months ago, I'd say, yeah, I work out every day and I'm awesome. <laughs> uh, I can't say that to you today, but I'm going to, I'm going to get back on that, that one. Um, the, the, the two that I'd say are just fundamental to me are um, every morning uh, when I wake up, I take about an hour. I wouldn't say it's meditation, mm -hmm. but it's, it's unstructured time. Um, and, and sometimes I read, sometimes I listen to music. Um, so it's sort of my own way of, of um, I'd say, you know, meditating, reflecting um, without any particular agenda. And, mm -hmm. and I have found on days that I don't do that, um, the whole day tends to, to go a different direction. So mm -hmm. that's not for everyone, but um, I think this idea of sort of having some intentional time built into your day or your week to, to really reflect and, and um, to, to, to energize, to focus, um, I think is, is huge. And then the other thing for me that's um, been a big part of my life is, is really uh, nutrition. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big, I mean, I'll eat meat, uh, particularly lean meat, but, but uh, you know, a big fan of, of sort of living um, sort of healthy foods, whether you want to call it a Mediterranean diet. Um, right. But that's, that's the big one for me. That's awesome. No, it's, it's great to hear. I love hearing the habits and rituals of other people. And I think the most important part that you probably aren't giving yourself credit, but I'll give you credit for is the self-awareness part of acknowledging, right? You wanted to work out a lot more. You, you have this, now you have this new fitness center that you have access to and you can. Uh, it's funny, I find the fitness center, so I try and work where we're closed these days that are like from Lululemon, so I could just walk into the gym and just work out like right after work. And I found like that using the fitness center is better to, it's better to work out and get all sweaty and work clothes for like 15, 20 minutes than just pass by the gym on the way home, right? <laughs> right. I mean, I just gotta deal with my wife yelling at me when I get home that I'm sweaty, right? But other than that, <laughs> it's worth it, but. Um, and I love the diet too, as they say, like, right, like abs are made in the kitchen. And so if your diet's good and you're solid and, and you're feeling good, it's low glycemic, uh, you know, makes, makes a big difference. The, the, the morning routine I struggle with, I, I, I've been trying to do that. We had one guest that runs a mindfulness studio in New York. It's one of the fastest growing ones in New York. And he, he does that. And a lot of people are telling me that. And my monkey mind just won't allow me to do that in the morning without checking emails somewhat. And then I get sucked in. Yes. How you do that? I don't know if you have a have a have a prescription on how to cure that, but uh, I'm trying. I'm trying, Jeff. <laughs> keep keep at it. Well, and you, you know, and this was something I I did realize, you know, and I guess it was a bit of self awareness coming through 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 difficulty. Is that's it? I mean, as mm -hmm. soon as you get onto the email first thing, you are you are done. You are yeah. Cut. Yeah, slippery slope. <laughs> oh yeah. They'll, and there's time later in the day for that. Yeah. No. Well, Jeff. Well, thank you. A couple things. I want to be sensitive to your time here, um, but I want the couple things I wanted to say is that I really appreciate you peeling off time to do this to share your story uh, that that with you and your wife and, and that that hero, the beginning of that hero's journey that pay, has paved the way for your work, what you've done in health and. You know, you're combining some really interesting elements of like the physical, holistic side, like a unique blend, but some some really interesting, scalable digital things that you're doing as well. But but also blending in the softer side, and so you're touching all the right 
elements in a really critical time in healthcare. So it's got to be exciting. I can hear it in your voice how much it's 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 um, it's energizing you, and, and obviously that translates into the people that you affect. And so I want to say thank you for sharing your story with us, your, your passions, and your vision for health in the future. Love to have you back as your projects grows grow and scale even more than what they are today. Just you know, have you share your share your stories with us as 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 you're doing more. Um, but my last question, my promise, my very last question is: what's a what's a good way for our listeners to engage with you on social media or maybe just through LinkedIn? If uh, if you'd like our listeners, if you'd like to to to, to engage in that way. Yeah, LinkedIn is absolutely the best way. So find me, Jeff Semenchuk, on LinkedIn. That would be awesome. Super, super. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for coming on again and for for sharing you know, what you're doing. This was great and powerful. Thank you so much. Anthony, a real pleasure. And thank you. I really appreciate your commitment and, and the, the exposure and the dialogue and the progress that you're creating through these podcasts. So thank you very much. Much appreciated. Much appreciated, Jeff. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks.